Thanks for listening to another episode of Remake Rewind. I'm Mike, as always. Now I've got my buddy Alex. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. And uh, this week we're doing something that honestly neither of us really care all that much about. But the the World Series just just happened. Uh, so we I thought almost we would cared be about topical, it. Uh, and do a baseball set of films. Uh, we chose to do Bad News Bears, and uh, literally like the day after I watched the 1976, the original version, I was on TCM and I saw Angels in the Outfield because I totally <laughs> forgot that that was a remake. And I was like, fuck, we should have done that one. Oh, but I'm, we did I'm, Bad News Bears. I'm much happier that we did Bad News Bears. Oh, you see, I think we're going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum on this one. But uh, what we do here at Remake Rewind is uh, we talk about movies that have been remade. We talk about the original, talk about the new one. And really just decide if the new version added anything to cinema. Um, it's, 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 that's pretty much it. You know, was it, was it worthwhile? Did, did this need to happen? And uh, that's, that's what we what, do here. That's what we do. That's it. That's what we do. So it. yeah, this, this week we're going to be talking about Bad News Bears and Bad News Bears from 1976 and 2005. And uh, I, I haven't seen either of them. I did work at the movie theater when the, the 2005 one came out. I think I watched like 20 minutes of it on like a break or a lunch and I was like, eh. <laughs> I never went back to it, and I never saw the original one, so yeah. I was kind of looking forward to it, because I know it's a lot of people's favorite movies, like Kevin Smith says it's one of his favorite movies, Quentin Tarantino says it's one of his favorite movies. I didn't know so either I was actually kind of, yeah, I was interested um, and, and kind of excited to watch the original one, and, but it I'll, sounds I'll talk like, about it in a little like bit. sounds like you were let down. I've seen... I, I, I've got some things to say. <laughs> I definitely think... We'll, we'll get into it. But uh, have you seen, seen either of these before? Yeah, I've seen both of them. Um, I definitely saw the original in theaters. Um, but I think it was sort of overtaken by Bad Santa in, you know, the annals. You of, saw the original in theaters? I'm sorry. I saw the the Billy, the <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton one in theaters. Uh, but I think it was sort of, you know, the memories are sort of overtaken by Bad Santa because this is so clearly a precursor to Bad Santa. Well, what's what's interesting is um, so when you, we get into the newer one, but the two of the three writers. So one of the original the original writer got credit because, you know, obviously the story is very, very closely the same. So, yeah, two of the writers on the new one, Glenn uh, Fakara and uh, John Riqua, um, are writing partners, and they actually wrote both of the Bad Santos movies. So, there you go. Cool. I'm looking at your synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah what, what, what did, what's your history? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you'd seen so them I've, before. You, you liked them? Uh, I, I remember in, enjoying it for the most part. Um, I think I remember more about the Billy Bob Thornton one. Um, I kind of the the Walter Matthau one was like coming back to me as I was watching it. Like I knew I had seen it, but if you had asked me any questions about it beforehand, I wouldn't have been able to tell you anything. Uh, so, you know, I was familiar with them, but it was a little bit like watching new movies. The the only thing I knew about the original one was that uh, Jackie Early Haley was in it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot did, about that. When we did RoboCop the first time with, with, uh, with my friend Dustin, he mentioned, he's like, oh yeah, the, the ugly kid from <laughs> Bad News Bears is in it. And I was like, and you apologize. He's like, that was a really mean thing to say. Um, I don't yeah, think it's mentioned... correct either. I don't think he's ugly in this. No, I don't think so either. He's just like a, a regular kid. Yeah. But um, do, do you want to summarize the first movie or the second one? I mean, I'll do the first one, I guess. I'm going to emphasize <laughs> that I'm reading your copy here. <laughs> it's funny, so Go I'm going to do it, but it's not how do I it. feel. The Mighty Dick. <laughs> Let me take it. <laughs> the Mighty, the Mighty Dicks. Dicks. Oh, you got Dick on the mind. Okay. Freudian <sighs> slip. It's okay, bud. Yeah, yeah. It's 2020, 2021. Freudian slipping It's in. all good, man. The Mighty Ducks, but 16 years earlier and worse. Former minor league baseball player Morris Buttermaker is paid to coach a team of no talent, crass, and delinquent players. The team is awful, so he brings on ringers Amanda, who might be his daughter, and motorcycle punk Kelly. Does this ragtag group have what it takes to take on the rival their rivals, the Yankees? No, they don't. They lose at the end. <laughs> Spoilers. Yep. I mean, um, you know, that that's that's pretty accurate. I think there's a definite bias in that synopsis that I don't particularly agree with. Where is the... Okay, so other than the first sentence, the Mighty Ducks, but 16 years earlier and worse, everything is 100% accurate. And I didn't put any spin on that. Hold on, I'm, the re first I'm rereading sentence. it. She, she's not might be his daughter. She is not his daughter. The... 
it's not a hundred percent clear. They just say it's one of his ex girlfriend's daughters, but also it's it not about Mike. It's not about whether or not you're right when they say, "Do they have what it takes to take on the Yankees?" No, they don't. You're that's factually <laughs> correct, but you're still undercutting them and and belittling <laughs> the filmmakers and the team, frankly, by the way so, that you use your language. I'm just gonna preface, and I know this, that so you know that the the. Re- so what's funny is the the newer one, and we'll get into it, is more like what I thought this one was going to be. Like I have heard of bad news bears my entire life. I you know that it's a common expression. Um, so I kind of expected this movie to be a little bit more crass and everything. And the kids were crass, but like Walter uh, Matthau was actually like, yeah, he was a drunk, but very early on in the movie, he was actually kind of sweet and endearing and cared. Yeah, and so it just wasn't what I expected. Um, I expected it to be a little bit more gruff and rough and honestly more crass than it was. And so I, I think it was just definitely not what I expected. I think you're right but... about Walter Matthau. I think his uh, he, he really turns the corner on uh, being into uh, helping these kids out very quickly. Like the first game, like as they're losing, like he really does. Like it's not even like he's embarrassed. Like the first game where they're losing a lot, he like wants to call it. But then like he immediately is like, I'm going to teach you guys how to be a better players like i'm the coach i let you guys down and he's like very sincere and earnest and this is like the first 20 minutes of the movie where he's like he turns around really quick i think so, what's i think what's interesting about that is that that happens really quickly which is which is a kind of a curveball no pun intended um but <laughs> then also later in the movie he becomes like the other coach where he's pushing the kids too hard which um i don't think needs to exist in a movie like this so that's kind of interesting that ended up going there and and it it's funny because I'm going to compare this to Mighty Ducks because it for our generation for our generation the Mighty Ducks really is just the hockey version of Bad News Bears, sure. and you have Coach Gordon Gordon Bombay does the same thing in both all th- the two movies that he's in. He, he he starts off as kind of a dick and then he's good and then at the end of the movie he's like I need to like you guys need to win we're in the championship game I've got something to prove. And then he lets off the gas a little bit. It's like, I'm going to be a good coach and fun again. So obviously a very similar formula. Mm-hmm. Obviously the big difference is in this, and it makes sense for being a 70s movie because everybody was depressed in the 70s. Um, they lose at the end. <laughs> well, I have two things to address there. Yeah, I think um, you know you talk about him suddenly caring about the team and then having to overcome being um, uh, seduced is the wrong word, but wanting to win so much that it's not fun for the kids anymore. So that's like two turns you know what i mean yeah. and i feel like these sports movies the coaches usually get one of those it's either one or the other so i think it's interesting that this movie does them both it's like you said with mighty ducks he he only does the one right like he's never no he gruff. does too he's, he's a dick he's a very he's a huge dick at the beginning of the movie now in the mighty ducks Maybe the first he's there one. Yeah, for yeah, you're right even the second one like well the second one he's he's good and then goes bad and then good again okay. the first one he's a dick then he's good and then he's a dick again and then he's good again <laughs> Because he's, he's he's a dick at the beginning, and then he figures out, oh, I need to be a good coach, and then they start winning, and then they get to the championship game where he's going against his old, his old coach. So he has that chip on his shoulder where he needs to beat his old coach. So he starts to become a dick again, and then he's like halfway through the game when they're losing, and they're like, you're a dick, Bombay. And he's like, oh, you're right. I am a dick. Charlie, go out there. I'm trying to bang your mom. I'm going to let you take the game-winning the game winning shot. Which and, Walter uh, Matthau doesn't go as far as, but Billy Bob Thornton yeah. sure does. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like maybe we need to rewatch Mighty Ducks. Um but your de- the depressing 70s ending I think is uh I don't know. I didn't feel like the ending of this was depressing No, it, they it's, lose. It, it's it's bittersweet. Like they sure, it's depressing sure. cuz they lose, but they but I think it's obviously like, came a long way and he's I think it's like more proud than, of them. more than 60% happy because they <laughs> they came together as a team and they're ready right. to get to it next year. And they came so far, you know. When you and say depressing like 70s ending, you make it sound like it's taxi driver or something. Right. Well, I mean, the more like Rocky, where you know you you expect it, expect them to win. Like most of these sports sure. movies, they come through in the end and they win. It's pretty rare where you get one where they lose. So you have the first Rocky and you have this movie. Sounds like a pretty interesting subversion of expectations, Mike. Sounds like you might have actually liked it. No, I I, I honestly didn't. I thought that I didn't think any of the baseball was all that interesting. Like I didn't think the I didn't think that there was really anything in this movie for me that unfortunately I hadn't seen before. Now, granted I saw movies that were heavily influenced by this, but there was nothing in this movie that I felt I hadn't seen before, which isn't fair. It's sort, not fair. Yeah. Like, it's this sort of a burn syndrome, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, except, so yeah, except well, Bad the News Bears game. doesn't have Timothy Chalamet. No, it does not. <clears throat> it should have. Well, listen, he could, I, he could have been he could have been Lupus, the scrawny kid who's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lupus. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I enjoyed it. Um, I I think Walter <sighs> Walter Matthau, you know, is fucking great and is just like charismatic and, and interesting to watch. Um, I think he's a good enough actor that I bought the uh, the turn that he cared about the kids. Both of the turns, I guess. Um, I think the crassness was. The kids were more crass than he was. Like he had a few. Little I'm just talking jokes, about like, general crassness. Yeah, and also him just like being shitty to kids. Um, <laughs> no, that all that all not to jump in the pool. He's like, you'll flood the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that shit's great, man. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> I did laugh at that part. Um, should we talk about how crass the kids are for a second? Oh, the kids are using racial slurs like left and right. Yeah, there's there's a big old n bomb in there. There's an n bomb. There's an f bomb. There's they, they call their spicks. <laughs> I don't even know what the bomb is for that. The S bomb. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know, dude. Like they use all the slurs multiple times over and over. And what's funny, this movie came out before PG 13 was a rating. So this was PG. <laughs> and it's way it more. It's way worse than P, than the new one, which is PG 13. It's like the jaws of baseball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he also said uh, the fat kid can play third and short at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only things I liked were like when they were making fun of the fat kid, which is terrible because like that's not okay. He was such an asshole, though. He was an asshole. Like he was just like not doing what he's supposed to. He's like, "Oh, you're just picking on me because I'm fat." He's like, "No, I'm picking on you because you're not fucking getting the ball like you're supposed to." Yeah, it's a bunt, idiot. <laughs> Engelberg, that's a bunt. You got to pick it up and throw <laughs> it to first. See, we're laughing Why about it. Having fun. Fat you had a good time. <laughs> Look, the, the, literally, it was just those parts that um. I liked, you know, what's crazy is this movie, just from a legacy standpoint, it had a, a sequel that came out a year later with, Japan, with some right? of the kids returning. Yeah, no, the the first, the the, the sequel, they go to Chicago hmm. and go to like a baseball tournament. And then Jackie Early Haley is now old enough to have a van. So he drives them all cross country and then they meet their his dad and his dad is the coach. And then the next one, they go to Japan. They meet Jackie Earl Haley's dad? Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley's dad was the other coach though, right? No. So he oh, gets his get, dad. He that's finds just the his, Billy Bob one? I thought it was this one, too. Wait, is he Billy? No, they're not the same. No, that's not his coach. Is not his, that, that, that's the not coach his dad. of the Yankees is not his dad? No, it's not. I thought he joined the the Bears no, uh, he, so he partially used to, despite he, them. Despite his well, dad. no, he did He did to spite the guy, but it's not because he's his dad. But he is it's his Kelly dad Leakes. in the other He's one. not. No, it's still Kelly Leaks, and then the coach's name um, is uh, da, 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 Bullock. It's not his dad. Okay. The the other kid, so the pitcher is the son, the the pitcher who yeah, starts yeah. to throw the game. That, no, he I'm fucking, about, that he fucking slaps in the face and knocks down. Yeah, 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 him. I thought you were talking about Jackie Early Haley's character. No, I was. I really thought that. Yeah, he- no, Jackie Early Haley is not the son. They're not related by any stretch of the imagination. So the coach in both movies is Roy Bullock. Jackie Early Haley's Kelly Leaks. I mean, listen, Mike, if the if your argument is hinging on them having different last names, I got bad news for and you. And the fact that they're not father and son, okay. and there's nothing in the movie that says they're father and son. In fact, like he goes out of his way to be like, this is a little delinquent and he's not allowed to be here. I thought, it was, I thought maybe it was his son from an estranged mother. No, he's just a piece of shit kid. Well, listen, you know. Causing trouble with his motorbike. Maybe I'm just uh, imagining things. You, you definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, any 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 events in this movie you really want to talk about? Because, I mean, it is a pretty formulaic, at this point, a pretty formulaic sports movie. The team sucks. The coach is kind of eh, figures it out. They have fun. Then there's pressure on at the end, and then they, they, they get to the big game. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me just uh, get through some of my notes here. Um, I thought it was funny that all the coaches and stuff were like 70s guys. Like they were just the dudes that you think of when you think of the 70s. Yep. I think that's fair. (laughs) Um, I think you were going to mention that this is written by Burt Lancaster's son and partially based on Burt. Yeah. And then uh, he, he also wrote The Thing. He wrote... Three Bad News Bears movies and The Thing. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) That's insane. That's the career I want. (laughs) 
But that's it. Those are like his only writing credits. Like that is it. Um, Still the, pretty and pretty crazy. Yeah, but. it's awesome. Um, in this movie, we see people drinking beer at Pizza Hut, and I wish that that was a world that we still lived in. Even though I don't eat Pizza Hut. No. What's crazy is like he's drinking beer throughout the whole movie, and we'll get into it. But in the new one, he's drinking non-alcoholic beer the whole time because of the rating system. Right, but he's also pouring liquor into it. He's pouring liquor in it, which was apparently okay for some reason. But in this one, he has like 21 different varieties of beer he drinks throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, it's I always a different that. beer. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the Hank Aaron story that he makes up to the kid that's up in the tree was very sweet. Yeah, I actually liked that part too. And this movie's got a lot I mean, of heart. We'll there, there is some some heart to it. Like there is. Like it's not a bad movie. It's just you, we've come fifty years from outside of this movie now. Sure. And there's been so many good sports. It's movies. hard. It's hard to evaluate in 2021 if you didn't see it when you were younger. Exactly. And I sure. think that's a big. I am being a little unfair because I, you know, I didn't see this movie until 55 years after it came out. Yeah. But. It's, we'll um, good. We'll give it an asterisk for me, but like I didn't enjoy, like I'm not gonna say, like I laughed maybe two or three times throughout the movie, and the rest of it I was just like, this baseball isn't interesting. I, I genuinely interesting. had a, a solid laugh every five minutes or so. So I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I it was like um, whatever. We'll get to. I have a few more of these. We'll get to this more in the in the next one. Um, but there were so many fucking blonde kids in this movie. Fucking blonde kids. It was like a little Aryan Nation baseball team. Yeah, dude. I I, I got one pos- other positive thing I would yeah. just want to get out there since I, I was just reading my notes. I did like how Jackie Early Jackie Early Haley's character, um, Kelly, kind of like swindled Amanda into a date. Like he lets her they, they, um Buttermaker sends the Buttermaker sends his, you know, surrogate daughter kind of thing to go get the kid to play on the team and so they're playing air hockey and she scores three points pretty easily like he's he looks like he's trying but she scores and so she's like if i win you join the team and then he's if if you win like you get a date and he just smiles and then she like walks out and she's like he's not going to join the team i lost <laughs> yeah i like i thought i i did like that and he had a really good spot but i i love jackie early haley i think he's a fantastic underrated actor um, even as a kid, I thought he did really well in this. I like to imagine that this uh, this movie is sort of um, Rorschach's origin story. <laughs> oh, it would be really tame compared to what his actual origin story is. <laughs> How about all these uh, old women doing ballet? Yeah, that was weird, right? What were what were they doing? They're just doing ballet with a twelve year old. I oh, I don't know. I do want to say the child actors in this movie were significantly better than the actors in the 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 remake. Uh, I don't know. Tatum, o- def- T- Tatum O'Neill was not good. No, she wasn't great. But some of the other kids, like the um, Lupus, I thought was fine. The kid who wants to fight everybody, Tanner was was yeah. Tanner was yeah. pretty good. I they, think I, I think there I think were the some. Cal- good- Sorry, I was just saying. I think the caliber was a little bit better. The kid who was on the Yankees, who like fucked up on purpose to give them a chance, yeah, was pretty good. So. Uh, yeah, I think that I think this, it was pretty evenly split. Um. I had another good uh, Engelberg uh, rip. Go. Says, uh, Get it. Oh, no, no. It's not Engelberg. I'm sorry. It's um, what he says to the other coach. He says, get back, or to one of the parents, sorry. Get back in the stands before I shave off half your mustache and shove it up your left nostril. <laughs> I, eh, that was all right. I like, uh, maybe it's just Walter Matthau's delivery. I can't, you know. Walter Matthau is, is a fantastic, charismatic act. Like, I enjoy him. I thought he was fine. I just... I, I think to me is just like this movie knowing about it and hearing about how fantastic it is and how it's this sports movie that's like crass and you know everything like I, I just expected so much more from it like my just expectations were too high for what this movie yeah. was well maybe you'll go back with uh, lower expectations in a few years and have a better time no nah, I won't rewatch this the last thing I was gonna say was I feel like it was um this movie's like a good emotional time capsule of how insecure adult men in the 70s were. Oh, for sure. Like completely, like Buttermaker is perfect example. Completely unable to uh, say he's sorry or like voice his emotions. No, 
like like he clearly wants to be part of Amanda's life. Yeah. And that's where it's like that implication, like obviously something happened with the parents or his the his relationship with her mother. And I can tell you what like, happened. He's a piece of shit and a drunk. He is. I but like the the connection he has with her, and he you know obviously from a young age was teacher. I honestly think it, it's very possible that like he is her father and came in and out of the picture multiple times, and they just didn't tell her. Hmm. But I could have totally seen that twist coming at the end, and be like, I I I'm your daddy. I'm sorry, baby. I'm gonna buy you all the jeans that you want because she really <laughs> wanted jeans. The only reason she joined the team was he's gonna pay for her jeans and her modeling classes and her ballet, which I don't understand. Like he is a pool cleaner and apparently not a very good pool cleaner and not that successful. And he's getting paid to do this, but he is paying for all these things. Like where, how much did he get paid to be the coach of this team that he could justify buying all this stuff? You're thinking about (laughs) it. 2021 money, buddy. It's at seventies. That's true. That's true. But this is also the seventies when inflation was crazy, man. I think it was still probably easier than now. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll get into uh, our next segment. What have you been up to, bud? And then we'll, we'll move on to, to the 2005 remake. Yeah. Was that your official intro? Yeah. What have you been up to, bud? There it is. Um, let's see, doing, man. buddy? I watched uh, HBO's Four Hours at the Capitol. Oh, okay. okay. I, you can guess what that's about. No. What is it about? It's about letters, it's big about, ones. It's about January 6th. Uh, it's like an in-depth documentary um, that it, just covers the whole day. It's pretty good. Antifa did it, right? Yes. Is it, that the reveal at the end? Antifa was responsible. Got it. Thank you, man. It's just, um, you know, if you think about no, Dune and it. the Harkonnen siege of uh, uh, whatever the city is, is Antifa called. did that too? <laughs> it's just like that, but at the Capitol. Got it. <laughs> um, according to the next movie that I watched, yes, Antifa did that. Uh, after I got into... The conspiracy theory, nutball, fucking documentary mode. I decided to watch uh, Q Into the Storm, which is also on HBO, Ugh. which I liked even better. It's very well done. And yeah, I, there's nothing to say about it. Just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a really interesting like exploration of uh, the history of eight chan and four chan. Right, and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. So I recommend it, but it is it's a thing. It's in my list, but I just can't. It's just too new still. Like yeah. I just can't. I'm I, I'm not far enough removed for it, and I'm still arguing with these fucking idiots on social media every day. So it's really hard for me to like watch anything about this. Yeah, I've I've lowered my um my arguing with these people. I just I kind of don't engage anymore. But I, I guess I am still like consuming a good amount of it from TYT or the David Pakman show. Right. Um, Ugh. But it, it helps not to interact. Actually, that's not yeah. true. There's, I, I'm on TikTok a good amount. And there's plenty of uh, plenty of bozos on TikTok doing that stuff. Anyhow, like I don't spend hours a day, but if I see stuff, like I will limit it to like one or two comments in a thread sure. in a day, and that's it. But ugh, I used to do it all the time. I know it's hard not to. I, I'm guilty of it too. Um, I watched Swiss Army Man for the first time. I've been meaning to watch that, but I just never sit down to do it. Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. It's either going to be awful or great. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, highly highly recommend. Um, it's a it's a bit of a it's going to make you feel things. So it's not like a oh, good popcorn, you know, not pay attention thing. Uh, what is a popcorn not pay attention thing is Psycho Gorman. Have you heard of that? Psycho Gorman, I have heard of it. I think it's on I'm Amazon. Put... Psycho Gorman, who's in it? Uh, nobody noteworthy. <laughs> I've seen it. Like I've seen the thumbnail yeah, at yeah. least. You for sure have. It's being like promoted pretty hard. It's um I don't even know what to call it. It's like a a love letter to to schlocky monster alien splatter. Oh posts. yeah yeah yeah. I know. Okay yeah. Pretty I know pretty I, fun. Pretty I fun. Remember seeing that? I had a good time with it. for it. Um, Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin on Paramount nice. Plus. No, not nice. nice. Absolutely terrible. Nice. No, those movies are all terrible. Uh, that's not true. I, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any of them. No, the, the, the first two are a lot of fun, and if you uh, buy into the conceit, then I think the next few are still pretty okay. Um, but this one was not good. Uh, and then I watched The Eternals yesterday. So did I. Yeah. Except I watched it th- th- like two days ago, three days ago. 
I, I feel like we might have to do another episode on the Eternals. No, I definitely want to. Honestly, I thought, and we're, we're actually doing a decent amount of time on this. I thought we would be done with this episode in 20, 30 minutes and then be like, oh, we'll just do a special episode. Yeah, we'll but just you do secretly our, our love Patreon. Bad News Bears. You got a lot we'll, to We'll do our Patreon episode right now, but Katrina, I still have to go to the gym. But yeah, maybe later this week we can do an Eternals episode for, for Patreon. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about that one. I think like the the I've three or four days out, and the more I think about it, there's more things that I've been thinking about. Because like you and I texted a little bit back and forth yeah, the yeah. other day, but I've had more time to think about it, and I just started like noticing all these other things. And it was like, you know, like in a uh, I'm trying to think like the way I want to say it. it's like in the scene in in the Hangover when he's doing all the math and you just <laughs> see all the connections yeah. start going through. I'm just like all these connections started popping up, and they're like the movie what like started to fall apart a little bit more the more I thought about it, but we'll, we'll do, we'll save it for the episode that we'll record soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm just going to shotgun most of these. Cause I, 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 I won't give job. you my opinion on anything. Yeah. I, I got a new job that's requiring some travel. I was in London for a week, which was fucking fantastic. Um, but I was on an airplane between the two trips for, you know, almost 24 hours. So I watched a lot of movies and then, um, yeah. And then I also just, had some time off between the two jobs. So I've just had a ton of time. So I'm just going to just Hit us. shotgun these. I uh, finally got back to watching black Panther. I really wanted to watch some Chadwick Boseman stuff, but it was raw last year, but I watched uh, black Panther, watched Spider-Man uh, far from home Hell yeah. and Spider-Man homecoming. Hell yeah. Both great. Uh, I watched Shaun of the dead. Hell yeah. Uh, I watched the Blair witch project for the first time. Hell yeah. Uh, I didn't care for it, but it's fine. Um, Star Trek Beyond. I went back and rewatched that one. Yeah, super fun. It's it's for whatever reason it's the start of the newer Star Trek movies. It's the one I've seen the least, but it's also one of my. I, I like it better than the second one, so I don't know why I haven't watched it as often. But it's good. Revisited Get Out, which is still fantastic. Hell yeah, and and even more so. Uh, I rewatched Kingsman. Hell yeah. Tenet. Hell yeah. Fury Road. Hell yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Uh, Watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time ever. Hell yeah. It's fun. It's yeah. a fun movie. I, it's stupid. It's terrible. But I get why it has the cult uh, following. Because it's 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 a fun, stupid movie. Mm-hmm. But it's really fun. Um, at the movies, I saw Last Night in Soho. Hell yeah. Uh, did you get around to that one yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, the French Dispatch. Hell yeah. Haven't gotten to it yet. French Dispatch was so fun. Last Night in Soho, I'm just going to say, loved it until like the last 10, 15 minutes. But other than that, loved it. And then I also rewatched Dune again. Did I tell you that I watched it a second time? We you talked did about tell it, right? me that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm coming around on it. I feel a little bad. I think that my um, my stance on the podcast is uh, maybe not where I'm at now. But it's good. That's like, you know, I liked a, it the second time better, too. It's a time capsule well, of where I was at at the time. But I, I enjoyed my, it more. Um, my friend Dustin, who used to be a host on the show, he's watched it like four times now. And he's just like, every time I watch it, I like it more. I still like find flaws with it. Like I don't think it's a perfect film. It's not any, a perfect movie, but it's it's a fantastic movie, and it's like from a visual sex a visual effects standpoint, it's by oh, wow. far got a little Freudian <laughs> slip. Both had those Freudian slips. Yeah. Both of us. You man. have to leave mine in. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't gonna edit it out. I'm not gonna edit this one out either. Um, I, I I still really like. I liked it a lot better the second time, and I loved it the first time. I hope uh, that I'm glad that he's doing the second one. I think he's just splitting it his um, the first book into two movies, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. And then he said he would. He, he wants to do the he, third, his, a third one. The set, yeah. He he would gone. I think he would want to kind of do what they did with the miniseries, combine the second and the third books, which you could honestly do. There's not a lot that happens in the second book. Yeah. Um, honestly, the second book's kind of boring. Um, the third book's decent. Um, and then like once you get to the fourth one, it gets really fucking weird. Uh, Denny Villeneuve was like. Yeah, it eventually gets to the point where it truly is unfilmable, and I don't want to go past the third one. Mm. So I think he has an understanding. I was actually at, um, and we'll, we'll get into our other segment in just a second, but uh, I was actually at Barnes & Noble on my lunch today, and I saw the graphic novel of, of Dune, and it's part one. And it cuts off actually even earlier than this one. Like It cuts off like when they crash into the desert. So Yeah, the logical honestly, stopping point. Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, that's not a good stop. Well, oh, they just crashed them. At least this has like that's he a cliffhanger. Something. Yeah, but at least he over, it, it feels like at least with this ending, if he didn't get the sequel, at least it feels like well, he made it to the people, and we know he's the Messiah. We don't get to see that part, but at least there's a logical, there is a conclusion story to an extent. So I, I get where he he ended it. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I'm summarizing the the second one, the second movie, right? Uh, you did the first one. Are we we switch back to bad news bears? That happened real fast. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I was. I've got nothing. Yeah, no. You, you got more. Yeah, no. Stuff? I just want. I was finishing up the Dune chat. Um, oh, Dune chat. Just Finish it. My final thought was: I'm glad that he's doing the second one, and I understand he wants to do a third one and combine the second and third books. Um, and I, I read the same thing that you did that he um, he thinks the rest of it's unfilmable. I don't know. I haven't read the books. I have uh, you know learned a lot from you and just from watching YouTube videos and stuff. And I'm interested to see the rest of the story. So I think it would be interesting yeah. to see. I know Denis probably doesn't want to do more than a trilogy, um, but it would be interesting to see it handed off to another, you know, um, uh, filmmaker with a vision for the rest of it and see the rest of it play out. I think they should go animated. Go do an anime. I don't care for that. I, I want it all to stay live action. I don't like when things I don't switch to animated or another format. They, they, they get really bogged down in just like mythology and sure. politics. Like you, they story pretty much goes out the window after the third Sure, one. sure, sure. I, I understand that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying yeah. based on the uh, the information that I've gotten, there's things that I'd like to see. It gets fucking like there's some really fucking interesting shit that gets in there, but it's ugh. to, to it, get through it, it's hard. It seems to me like they'd have to bring on somebody like a, a writer to reinterpret and sort of invent some new things and like condense yeah. a lot of stuff. They would they would have to condense a lot, but I mean, I'm thinking of going, but like I will probably. Whenever the new one comes out again, I'll probably reread the first book again, and after that reread. I will try to get through that. I, I, I think I'm going to try to get through the rest of the series. I just, my head is not in a place for that <laughs> chore yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bad news bears. All right. Bad news bears. All right. I'm going to summarize this one. Do it. It's going to sound very familiar. <laughs> Give me one second. Let me scroll back down to what I wrote. It's the mighty ducks, but 13 years later and worse. Hilarious. Former, <laughs> former minor baseball player. Oh, I, did, I, I didn't even write that well. I'm surprised you didn't catch it. Well, I'm just going to leave it the way I wrote it. Former minor baseball player Morris Buttermaker is paid to coach a team of no talent, crass, and delinquent players. The team is awful, so he brings on ringers Amanda, who might be his daughter? Question mark? And motorcycle punk Kelly. Does this ragtag group have what it takes to take on their rivals, the Yankees? No, they don't. They lose at the end. I want to take your reading of that and my reading of it and put them side by side and let our fans vote on who did the better line reading. Nice. Let's do it. We'll, we'll put it up there. Right. Um, I think we and can I, get I it. I don't want to emphasize that you have cut out yourself uh, not reading it correctly when you started out. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this one. Uh, this one is much worse. I think the acting is worse. And it is more in line with what I thought it was supposed to be. Billy Bob Thornton is definitely a, a worse person. But he's also like checking out minors. Yeah. Like, the creeping on the teenage girls did not age well. I wouldn't it, have liked that in 2005. I mean, I'm not saying you or I would have liked it, but I... I see how that would have gotten a pass. You said in the you loved this movie at the beginning. You're like, I love this movie so much. Rewind the tape. Find that for me. <laughs> this is digital. It's not on tape, idiot. Remember when you were saying we get louder towards the end of the podcast? Yep, told you. <laughs> yeah, um, they open on him creeping on these teenage girls, and um, I was like, oh, I don't. There's not a whole lot coming back from that. Like, I know the I never thought I'd say this, but check this out movie. the ass on second. That's a funny Ugh. line. Granted, that's a funny line. No, I don't think so. I take context into account, but uh, no. Richard Linklater did this movie. I know. How is this him? He's done so many fantastic movies. Like it's because he has like all you know your your. I your still enjoyed it. Your, your Beyond trilogy, and then School of Rock. I thought this movie was awful from beginning to end. I wanted to I had a good time with it. Fucking, <laughs> I I I had to go get up and be a be a butter maker and go get a beer. And then a second beer just to get through this movie because I fucking hated it. I do think it's funny. Do you like Bad Santa? I like the first one. Okay. I think it's funny that um, this movie was like, I feel like they made this movie and they're like, oh, I have another idea. And they went and made Bad Santa. And then that one was like way bigger. I feel like this yeah. movie kind of gets lost. Well, this movie. So for what it's worth, we didn't really talk about box office 
but the original movie cost like nine million dollars to make it made like 32 million mm -hmm. so you know it tripled its budget it was a hit it had a sequel the year later another sequel the year after that it had a tv show that ran for like 26 seasons 26 what? seasons 26 yeah. episodes <laughs> um, <laughs> this one like link later like was apparently a big fan and he was like had it ready to do a sequel and he wanted to like film it and have it out the following year but this one cost like 30 million to make uh let's see 35 million and it made 34 million and that's of course without promotion and whatnot so this movie was a bomb if you look at the rotten tomatoes the original one had a 97 critic score 80 percent audience this one is 44 Sorry, 48% critic, 46% audience, which I find surprising because they are so fucking similar similar. Now this is worse, but to see to see scores like that surprised me. I think that's a reflection of Mathau um being the name that he was in the 70s. Um and also just culture like I don't know, maybe maybe not liking joking about looking at 16-year-olds' asses. And also the fact that it didn't do anything new. There's nothing in this movie other than adding a kid in a wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of the the, the little Aryan Nation caucus that's in this uh, that's in this group, and it kind of makes sense for this movie. So it gives, it gives um, Billy Bob Thornton some not white kids to to bounce off of, um, and it also is just like more representative of the time that it was made, right? Right, and also it's Los Angeles. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to have um, some Armenian kids and some Hispa more Hispanic kids. Well, like, there there's two. It's the same amount. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, then having the Armenian Armenian kid, like, is, especially in the valley, like, there are a lot. Like, yeah, I was yeah. honestly, like, when I saw that, I was like, that actually kind of tickled me a little bit because I'm like, that's actually a really great <laughs> addition to add when you, you don't think of that kind of inclusion. But in Southern California, that makes a ton of sense to yeah. have. It also just Armenians like in the movie. on a base level, it made uh, uh, the scenes with the, the, the team like much easier to interpret like, Oh, that's a different kid that's true. than this kid. Like literally that's, in yeah. the first movie, they all look like they're children of the corn brothers, <laughs> but it's also nice to have it be a little bit more realistic, you know, for the, yeah. the area that it's in. So that's an improvement, you know? Yeah. But beat for beat, the plot is pretty much the same, except for in this version, the lawyer who started the whole thing is a, is a woman played by uh, Marsha Gay Harding. And she sleeps with him. Other than that, beat for beat, it's pretty much the same movie. Yeah, which feels like step forward. You know, they get and a, he's an a exterminator a instead of a, a a a pool cleaner. But it's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's nice to have you know uh, a woman in some position of agency and authority in this movie. But then she fucks him. Yeah, and it's only because he is a bad boy, and she's never yeah. fucked a bad boy before. Yeah, it's how it kind it of totally undermined that. Little, yeah, a little dicey. Um. Where the previous movie has has an n bomb, this one has an f bomb. I don't know if the previous one has an f bomb. They definitely say pan they say pansy and mean it to be a oh, homophobic okay. slur. But this one drops a drops a, the three letter f word. Um, yeah, which at two thousand five was very very common. Doesn't make it okay. I, I feel like two thousand five was sort of where it was begin. Like this is probably one of the last movies to get to get that in. I know. I think it went on further because you look at like juno came out much later and and elliot page just commented that he regrets saying this in that movie but she's what like what year did that come out i think that was like 2008 2009 okay okay and then there's some homophobic stuff in that but no i mean i was in high school still when this movie came out and i could tell you the f word was still very much in the zeitgeist like i i was one of the I, I had a friend who was gay and came out in in high school and i made the decision not to say like when when we were in high school age you're you're a couple years older than me but um you know your your early years of college people would still say things were gay just to mean stupid yeah yeah like that's and everything and so like i, was I, rem I remember sophomore. that but my timeline's maybe a little a little off yeah but my yeah, but yeah, I mean, also once you get into you know college, you know that stuff starts to go away a little bit. In high school, I can tell you, gay and that the slur were still every other word out of my friend's mouth yeah. at that time frame. So there's a, there's yeah. a hard R in here too. Speaking of words we don't say anymore, yeah, in society. Mm hmm. Um. So you know that, that that's interesting to hear. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think like I mean scene, beat for beat it's pretty much the same the only thing that changes I did like seeing Circus Liquor I thought that you know it yeah, was fun that was cool. I like seeing Chico's uh, Bail Bonds too a little nod to the yeah. original 
the original and then they ended up getting the sponsor is the is the strip club. I did think that was an interesting visual thing where it's each game you'd see more strippers were coming because they were starting to win. Mm -hmm. And so every game had a few more strippers in the audience. Like I thought that was a pretty funny visual kind of cue that they were doing better and they were starting to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the strippers were like fawning over these 12 year old boys. We didn't, here's yeah. the thing we didn't talk about in both of these movies, all of the, the initial boys that are on the team look like they're about the same age. Right. But then yeah. Amanda, the the stepdaughter and Kelly both look like they're much older. Right. Especially, yeah. especially Kelly in the, the next movie. Yeah. Like they look like same. they're like 16 or something, but then they talk about them being like 12, like maybe only a yeah, year. No, they're older. like, they're in our grade. He's just, he's just big. And they're like this one, they go into like the urban legends of Kelly a little bit more. Like right. there's a little bit more around his mystery when like the coach first starts talking about him and he's just like, Oh yeah, he's done this. And he was arrested for this and he was arrested for that, but he's actually just our same grade. Um, really the only other difference in this movie was uh, the, the rivalry between the other coach uh, played by Greg Kinnear in this one. Greg, that was is, an upgrade. I like Greg Kinnear a lot more. I like Greg Kinnear a lot. I, I felt like he was wasted in this movie, unfortunately. But the the coach has a lot more to do in this. He's he's more prevalent in the league, and they have some little stuff where they like, show him being a dick, you know, lying to parents about you know the players not actually wanting to play more and just wanting the team to win. And um, I think, I, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say like that did flesh out the movie a little bit more, yeah. and it kind of makes the the turn of billy bob thornton going to caring about like i don't think like billy bob thornton ever got quite as warm and fuzzy as as walter Matthau did yeah i agree um but you know he he had his moments where he was a little nice but then he'd kind of like give him a little like punch in the shoulder and the you know not physically but he every time he'd There's say something nice you'd kind of oh yeah there was <laughs> but like every time you'd say something nice he would kind of have to like cancel it out by saying something a little shitty yeah. where that wasn't necessarily the case with Walter Matthau. Yeah, but having that foil with what's his face, um, Greg Kinnear, I did think made the twist at the end where he started to really be a dick, make a little bit more sense than it did in the original. Yeah, I agree. I think Walter Matthau sort of errs on the side of being um, your sweet old grandpa who's kind of a dick and yeah. Billy Bob Thornton goes the opposite direction where like he's got a little bit of heart, but he's more nasty. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I think like there's probably a movie, maybe Quentin Tarantino will do it. I think there's an actor out there that can redo this movie and redo but Morris Buttermaker and really like get right down the middle. Another pun. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> oh, yeah. He already did it. You're right. Um, I, like, as far as Greg Kinnear's character is concerned. Um, yeah, I like having more of him. And I like that he's like a weasel for most of the movie, but he's also like kind of charismatic and like. He's, you know, he's a foil to Billy Bob, and we know that Billy Bob's not a great guy. So it makes it feel like, oh, maybe Greg Kinnear's not that bad. Like, he has a job and, like, makes money and actually wanted to coach these kids in the first place. Like, how bad yeah. could he be? And then I think – we didn't talk about this in the previous movie, but I think that it makes the turn uh, – or not turn, the turn – the moment where he puts his hands on his son in front of everybody have a little bit more weight, you know? Yeah. And – like that happened in that last movie and it was kind of shocking because he just like slapped that kid. But I was like, but it was well, also yeah, the 70s. That guy, that's the 70s. And also that guy's a dick, you know, you're and supposed then, to slap your kid in the 70s. Uh, I, I know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and Greg Kinnear doesn't slap his kid like he it's obviously an accident. What happens? Like he shouldn't have put his hands yeah. on the kid, but he also didn't mean to knock him down or even to hit him. He yeah. just like he grabbed him by the shoulders or whatever. Um I was thinking it's kind of like that moment in a, or not the moment, but the story in The Shining where um, Jack Nicholson's character like had previously grabbed uh, Danny's arm uh, because he was doing something and accidentally pulled it out of the socket. It's like he's not right. he's not trying to hurt him. He just like exerted a little bit too much force and he should have been doing it anyway. But the result right. is definitely not what he intended to do. Intended, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I thought that one was interesting. Um, do you know anything about the girl that played Amanda? No, um, I looked her up. She had, this was her only acting credit. The only other thing that she had was her playing herself in an interview. That was actually going to be one of my points with the child actors um, is is the quality because most of these kids didn't go on to do anything other than the wheelchair kid went on to be in the Goldbergs. Yeah, and he also played uh, Jack Black in um, Tenacious D and I think Nacho Libre. Yeah. Um, so the girl that played Amanda, the young woman that played Amanda, Sammy Kane Craft, 
um, actually pitched in the Junior Olympics. Oh, yeah. good for her. And she started a garage folk project in San Francisco called Scary Girls and continued to record music. And she, um, I don't know exactly, but she knew, um, she knew or at least inspired uh, the guitar player in Haim. You know, band okay. Haim. So, yeah, uh, no so that's pretty cool. That's like enough for a lifetime right there. Well, at least she's, she's talented in, in, in that regard. She was talented. She was in the passenger seat of a car when it was rear-ended by a no. semi-trailer. I thought you were going to go there when you said, do you know anything about her? I almost said, don't tell me she died. Yeah, she is dead. Oh, no. And, and then you started telling me all these good things that happened. Well, listen, there, got... there's one good thing. Um, she's a, she was a organ donor. Yeah, she's not. Let me just say the thing. You're stepping on all my punchlines, guy. God, what are you, a cloud? You're stealing my thunder. Um, yeah, man, she donated her heart to somebody. Good for her. Yeah, except it's uh, Yvonne Payne, wife of business Fox Business Network's Charles Payne. Uh, oh, you know, he's an ape, though. Oh, is he? All right. Yeah, no, he's like one of the few people since like early on has been like pro AMC. So good right, for well, him. He's cool. an ape. Good. All right. Well, that, there's a happy ending to that story. I thought you were going to go even darker and be like, but it was like idle hand and the heart took over. <laughs> uh, hey, man, speaking of AMC. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good day. Yeah, it was good earnings. Earnings report was great. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, any Anything else you want to say about this this film? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton looks like Dale Gribble from Hank uh, from uh, King of the Hill when he's uh, got his whole outfit <laughs> on. Like he's even wearing glasses in one, at one point. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of product placement in this movie. So I think that's probably where they made some of their budget money back. Yeah, probably. Um, Lupus says, sometimes bird poo tastes like candy. (laughs) There's a scene where, um, it's not a, it's not a mod. It's uh, the Armenian kid is sitting on a bus bench. It's the same scene where the the kids up the tree in the previous one, but he's on a bus bench here and he gives him a nice speech. And the bus bench says, uh, it says been laid off, but the kid is positioned in front of the off, so it says been laid and a question mark, <laughs> which feels like a weird joke. Like it is weird. Has nothing to do with what's this happening. But I know it's on purpose. I, this is the one joke that I actually really did like in this movie. So when he's talking to um, the kid, and he's he's wearing the number twenty five, and he's like, oh, and he starts naming off all these famous baseball players that were not Barry Bonds twenty five. Yeah, and then he goes. He goes, no, Mark McGuire. He's like, but he's a white. <laughs> I thought that, see, I mean, say what you will about Billy Bob Thornton. Like, that stuff all works for me. I mean, his delivery was, like, Billy Bob Thornton's delivery is always good. Like, he's always good in the movies, but it's just like, I feel like the caliber of kid actor was way worse than this. Like, the guy who played Kelly. Uh, sure. In this all one I'm, all I'm talking about is Billy Bob Thornton's delivery of lines that are kind of awful. Yeah, like, but I mean, that's what he's always done. Like, he's always and it's and I still love it. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I I did yeah, not Kel- care. Kelly for, wasn't great. For this movie. I had I had a funny thought while we were watching this. I was thinking if they made it again, you know who would play Kelly, right? Who he's all that Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, probably It'll absolutely yeah. be that kid. Yeah. Um, they kept the uh, the Buttermaker shove. Walter Matthau definitely shoved a kid in the dugout, which is funny. Yeah. He was like. Not impressed with uh, the other coach like slapping the kid, but then he definitely like shoved a kid down the stairs. Not no, quite. Shoving's this... fine. Okay. Shoving's fine. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, back then, hitting somebody as long as your hand was open, totally fine. Yeah, just like how it used to be okay to say the f word or the n word. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't care for either of these movies. I'm sorry. I had a good but time watching them both, man. This, this was an okay weekend was... for me. I'm going to say this is everything that I say, you know, we talk about, you know, remakes and what they should be. This is everything I think a remake shouldn't be. It didn't do anything unique enough. It didn't update. Like, yeah, you know, it updated the casting a little bit to be a little bit more inclusive, but it wasn't like main character inclusive. It was still some of the more side characters. Um, But plot beat for beat was pretty much the same. I don't think the baseball, the sports stuff, and at this point, you know, 30 years of movie making, they could have done some more interesting stuff with the sports. Don't think it really went there. I, I just don't think that this did anything better. Like, if I had to go back and rewatch one, I would go back and watch the original one. I don't think this did anything without that really justified its existence. Without dying on the hill of this movie, I think it did just enough to justify its its uh its own to justify its existence to justify being a remake 
Um, and a lot of that is due to the fact that it's, um, it's not a kid's movie, but it's a teenager's movie for sure. And I can't imagine trying to get teenagers in 2005 to go watch Walter Matthau in 1976. Uh, so by virtue of its well, audience, I think I'm okay with it being remade. And I think well, and, they and didn't get teenagers to watch it this time around either. I'm not saying that they executed. I'm just saying theoretically, I understand why it was made. And I, I wouldn't have, if I was an exec, I would not have said no. Um, and you know, just to, just to put a finer point on that, I don't think that it should be remade now unless it's like, unless there's some dream casting that I'm not seeing or Tarantino's directing it or something. I think that this, this one from 2005 looks modern enough that there wouldn't be any difference if you remade it in 2021. Whereas between 1976 and 2005, it feels very different. The only thing they would be able to do different would just be like, there'd be kids doing the the backpack dance. (laughs) They're on TikTok. (laughs) It would be on TikTok. That would be the only difference. Well, he'd have another job too. He wouldn't be a pool cleaner and exterminator. He'd be a lift driver or something. Yeah. No, you're right. I do want to say just because we just brought up TikTok when I was in London, it was so funny how many people I saw doing little TikTok dances <laughs> in the street in Piccadilly Circus. Uh, it's the wave it was of the future, so man. Funny. I feel like I so many little teenage girls in groups of three, like trying to prop up their phone on like the subway rail <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So they could do it, it was pretty funny. But uh I think that um the way that all the all the people on Facebook now are the olds, I think that's gonna happen to Instagram in like five years. I think millennials are gonna be even. old and they're gonna be the boomers uh that we think about being on Facebook. And I think TikTok is gonna be the dominant social media. Yeah. Yeah, probably. No, it's gonna be the metaverse, you fool. Woof. Let's not talk too much about it. We're going to get a, a, a in our neck. Wolf is the thing that Ryan in the office tried to make happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wolf. And anyway, 15 things we're, we're just spinning our tires. We're not getting traction on anything right now. Let's nice. just wrap this bitch up. Where, where, where can our listeners find you, man? Uh, I'm going to start with TikTok now because that's where I'm primarily active. I'm on TikTok at Polishi Polishi. That's my last name twice. I'm on Twitter at Polishi. That's my last name the once. The name's so nice. He put it twice. Yeah, yeah. Just talk over all my plugs. Thanks. Um, I'm on Instagram at dyslexic. That's my first name bastardized. And, uh, I'm on letterboxd at Polishi and you can follow along with all the movies that I'm watching on there and letterboxd. If you're listening, sponsor us. Yeah. Pay us for this free service you offer. Honestly, just give us a free patron account. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd have to pay on board with that. Just like, yeah. Fucking switch a button on your mainframe. There you go. And you can check out everything that's MDX Pods related at mdxpods.com, Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook, all at MDX Pods. If you want to check me out and what I'm following, uh, you can go to MDX Mike's on MDX Mike on uh, on 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 the on the on the letterboxed. I need to do it. I haven't done it for a couple weeks. So I really need to start getting back on that. But check it out if you want to. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com slash MDX pods and chip in a buck or whatever and get exclusive episodes, early access and all that jazz. And we're going to do an Eternals episode, right? Yeah, we will. Just for both shows. Just for the patrons. All you free people, you can fucking not have anything. Peasants. Except for the stuff that we do all the time. No, we love you. Thank you. Please keep listening. Yeah. Thanks thanks for listening, guys. Yep. (laughs) Like and share. (laughs) Like and subscribe. You know, honestly, I never bring up YouTube. But we are on YouTube as well. There's always a link in the uh, description. Um, but check us out there too. You know, people like to comment and stuff on there. But yeah, if you want to, you know, do it on on YouTube as well. We're we're, we're technically on the YouTube. Maybe if we get um, enough people that want us to do it um, and can help us out with it, we can start doing in person episodes for YouTube. It's actually really easy to do. I know how to do it. I just won't. The, make, unless there's the demand for it. Don't tell them that, yeah. Unless there's, I just said unless there's the demand for it. No, you you pulled back the curtain. There's got to be some <laughs> mystery. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. listening. Bye.